Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Born Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and this week Pete Donaldson is off on his holidays doing something productive. Dare I say, God knows where he is. But we are joined by Connor, Sea Dog VA, once again. How are you doing, Connor? I'm doing great, Chris. I hope you're doing well as well. I'm doing very well as we sit here in our karaoke booth in Sendai. Miserably. I'm miserable right now, Chris. <laughs> I would never do this for any of my guests. Just want to make that known. <laughs> so, for the, <laughs> so, for those of you that missed uh, Wednesday's episode, to celebrate 2 million subscribers, I wanted to invite a good friend up to Sendai, and uh, they're mm. all busy, so I had to make deal with Connor. Uh, you might have seen him on Trash Taste. He's I one begged th- him. I begged him to let me come. <laughs> He's one third of the Trash Taste podcast. He does have his own channel, Sea Dog VA. Mm. Connor Dog voice actor. Reluctantly, yes. Slightly awkward yeah, title. Yeah, a little not, not the best. Uh, and he's joined us. We've had a, a bit of fun, haven't we, in a, in a karaoke room because uh, my apartment at the moment, there's some sort of construction work going on just outside of it. So it's been a bit noisy. Uh, so we had to make do with a karaoke room in central Sendai. And it is a Saturday. It's 4 p.m. And uh, it's, it's kind of surreal. It's surprisingly busy, isn't it? I didn't think it would be this busy. I, I thought only drunk people go to karaoke, but apparently, no, that isn't <laughs> the case. So what do I know? The more you learn. How have you enjoyed your time in Sendai? What have we done so far? What have we done so far? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Apart from going to McDonald's. We went to McDonald's. That, that was probably the... I'm glad you showed me Sendai cuisine with the big smile. <laughs> Uh, you took me to a yakitori place. And I will hey. say that I know I know you fucking love your yakitori. Am I allowed to swear on your podcast? You are now. Okay. Well, I suppose I broke some rules. Uh, normally, you know, yakitori in Tokyo, I, I, it's really hit and miss for me. Good old skewered meat. Yeah. Somehow they mess it up in Tokyo. I'm not really sure how. Well, it's 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 a simple dish, right? You take some chicken or pork or beef, put it on a stick, and like a shish kebab, yeah. Of, grill it gently. But a lot of places burn it, or the meat goes dry. But the one I took you to. Yeah. Uh, Kushidori in mm. Sendai, beautiful place. It was really good. It's so juicy. Yeah. It's, oh, so good. We should go yeah. again. Yeah, I really liked this. We ate a lot of yakiniku. <laughs> I think we ate most of the yakitori in the restaurant. Oh, yakitori, yeah, got no yakiniku, my gosh. Yeah, we ate so many, and then we went to the 80s bar, which was fun. Um, and there was a, yes. a guy trying his goddamn best to make a date succeed who kept talking to us. <laughs> <laughs> that was really fun. Yeah, we went to an 80s bar called Time Slip in Sendai. If you ever find yourself in Sendai, uh, just in front of the station, there's a really cool little bar up some 
worryingly steep stairs. Yeah, as always. They're always playing YMCA, the Japanese version. Oh, yeah, they did. Great that, was, song. that was terrible. <laughs> and you go in, and there's always like couples on dates. And there was a couple sitting behind Connor and I. Uh, and this guy was like trying to chat up this girl. It was going quite well, though, wasn't it? He, he, was, right. he was doing a good job. She'd like go off to the toilet, and he'd be like, Yeah, look at me, I'm brilliant. Yeah, he'd, he'd, he'd cheer he'd, me on. He'd talk to us, and we'd keep waving at me, and I'm like, Focus on your date, man. You're going to lose her. Come on. But it, it seemed to go off right. Yeah, he seemed good, good friends. So I walked off and good gave us each a high five, as if to say, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I've got this in the bag. Yeah, yeah I've got this one, boys. <laughs> dear, oh dear. Uh, but this week, we talked about Connor's career, why he came to Japan, how he started his YouTube channel in last week's episode. Go mm. back and give that a listen if you missed it. This week, we thought we'd talk about Connor's sort of in-depth experiences in Japan, places right. he recommends, uh, aspects of Japanese culture he likes and doesn't like compared to the UK uh, and uh, some experiences that everyone coming to Japan should have and also things they should avoid doing mm. as well. So without further ado, Connor, give us your six places you would recommend uh, people visit when they come to Japan. I asked this of Joey a few weeks ago and I was like, Joey, try, try to avoid Tokyo if you can. About four out of six locations were <laughs> which is Tokyo. Although, to be fair, Tokyo is a massive area and there's a lot going on. It's like several cities in one. And it was a really interesting list. So let's see what you've wow. got. Wow. So starting Four off... Four places in Tokyo. In sixth place, what have we got? I do think you have to go Tokyo. I think you... Where in Tokyo? To. Big city. I really do think if you want a really cool experience that isn't plastered everywhere on every magazine and everything, go to Nakano. Nakano Broadway, I think, is a really interesting place to shop. Um, there's a really great place. There's ice cream. And it, there's can, ice cream. You can get like this six scoops of ice cream, right? And it's like 600 yen. It's ridiculous. It's it's like a, maybe like, I don't know, like 30 centimeters tall. Wow. So I'm just saying that that alone is a good enough reason. There's also the Jojo bar in Nakano. The Jojo bar. Which, uh, as you guys might know, I love Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. So what is, is Jojo? Because I'm, I'm, I'm not big on anime manga. Oh, God. How, how long you got, Chris? <laughs> One minute. Go. Jojo's Adventure is a popular manga series turned into an anime and has gotten a gigantic cult following uh, in the West. So it's uh, more often than not, they are quoted as the worst and most annoying fan base of fans, uh, Jojo's Adventure fans. But I, I'm absolutely obsessed with it. And there's a Jojo's bar where they'll do cocktails mm. based on the drinks. So go to Nakano in Tokyo. I think it's really interesting. It's so pretty, pretty grimy, <laughs> but really cool. I don't know. It's really It's got a really unique style to it that I feel that is I, I love Nakano Nakano Broadway it's fantastic really good shops like, and it's, there's plenty it's, to do you can get so lost in there like I took Pete Donaldson down there and we came across all sorts of weird stuff yeah. came across some unpleasant vending machines with soiled underwear which I What's thought were, really? well, I, I, thought, I wouldn't know Chris I would never purchase oh, well, of course those, not yeah. an honourable man from yeah. Wales <laughs> um, yeah I didn't think those existed until we went there and uh, no yeah that, was, that wasn't good but other than yeah. that Nakano Broadway great they got ice cream and Jojo bars yeah of course also think, you know, if you really want some of the nicest onsen experiences, you should go and check out Izu. I really like my time at Izu. Izu really, Peninsula? Yeah, Izu, yeah. So that's your number two? I'd say, yeah, number, are we going descending or ascending? No, 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 or order. Anything, no right? order. Yeah, Izu's up there. I definitely, I went to Ryokan there and I really liked it. Although I did feel kind of bad because it was like the onsen was really divine and then you go two minutes away from it and everything's run down. Oh. Um, felt quite bad. But I really did think that it was really beautiful. And if you're staying in Tokyo, which you most likely will be, it's not too far away from Tokyo. It's about an hour, isn't it? It is. So it's interesting. Izu Peninsula is about, I think, two, three stops outside Tokyo. It goes like Tokyo and mm. uh, Yokohama and then Atami. And Atami is the kind of main city the biggest city in, in Izu and uh, a lot of locals in Tokyo go there to, for your cars and things but a lot of yeah. other folks 
get off a stop earlier in Odawara and go to Hakone. So Hakone is actually oh, right next to it. Like, so a lot yeah, of all of the foreign tourists tend to go to Hakone, but a lot of domestic tourists go to Izu and they go to Atami. Uh, and we did film there for Journey Across Japan with Joey. Mm. We went to the British theme park, which is there. I, which I still need to go to. Yeah, that's of another reason to go back to Izu. Uh, I, I can't wait to speak incomprehensible English <laughs> and have everyone understand every word. Do you remember where you went in Izu? Was oh, it Atami? I have actually no idea. They call it like the Monaco of Japan. I remember tell me that is. The, the onsen I stayed at was ridiculously luxurious and then the town around it was not at oh. all. So I don't know. I might, might have been in an odd area. I'll have to find a Google Maps and show you the exact location. But yeah, a great place to uh, yeah. escape from Tokyo for like a, a weekend, right? Yeah. I also think going to Hiroshima was really fun. Hiroshima! Yeah. I think going the Shinami Kaido. Uh, so you did the Shinami Kaido cycle? I did indeed. Um, which... I think it won't be out, but it's for a special video, which right. shall not be named. But it is, I, I highly recommend going in, if you can, between August and maybe November, when the sun is still out and the weather's not too horrible. So the Shimanami Kaido is a 100-kilometer cycle from Onomichi, just outside of Hiroshima, to Imabari in uh, Shikoku. And it's a beautiful route. I've done it twice. I did it for fun. In summer, yeah. and it wasn't fun. So it was yeah, I, I then, went. I went because Chris recommended it. To me. Yeah, yeah, and I, I recommend it to everyone. Like, if you're going to do one physical challenge in Japan, do the Shimanami Kaido because Mount Fuji. Yeah, Mount Fuji's cool, but that's only for like two months of the year. Yeah. Shimanami you can do most of the year round. Although, definitely avoid August. That was a don't month. don't go in the summer. It's, it was. I did that, and it was it was dreadful. I think I went when it was like ten degrees outside, so it was perfect because right. yeah, you know, yeah. you're, you're getting a sweat up and you're you know having a nice time. And the sun was, oh, it was amazing. And you kind of go across. It must be ten or fifteen islands across the oh, in, yeah. the inland sea of Japan, right? And it was it was a clear day when I did it, so it was just perfect because you got to see like everything beautifully. It really, I'm not really one for sights or sightseeing in mm. general, mm. but that was the one time where I really felt like really overwhelmed by how beautiful the place was. And I, for once, Chris recommended me something that was actually good. How so dare you? That that honestly, that should honestly be the biggest recommendation, if if any. <laughs> So we've got Nakano, we've got Izu, we've got Hiroshima and uh, the Shibunami Kaido. Number uh, four. If you spend any time around me, I will never shut up about like the three days I spent in Toyako. Toyako? Uh, Toyako. Uh, in um, Hokkaido? In Hokkaido, yes. Uh, it's like a bit, the whole town is just one giant lake. Whereabouts is that? Um, if you drive from Sapporo Airport, it's about an hour drive, hour and a half. And it's really stunning. And there's so much to do around there. Um and there's some really nice onsen hotels. So if you go there, I would highly recommend staying in a ryokan. Mm, and you'll mm. probably have one of the most, not only nicest ryokans, you'll have probably some of the best seafood you'll find in all of Japan, in my opinion. But I don't know, Chris is the local Japan expert, so what do I know? I mean, I've not, I've not really been around there much. I went there once for a video I made called uh, like 48 Hours in Hokkaido. And I did a road mm, trip mm, mm. with a friend, uh, Chris, and we got a really good view of the lake. We didn't go near the lake. We went on a mm. mountain overlooking it. Uh, it's right next to Nabori Betsu Hot Springs, which are like the... Which is where I stopped. You can stop on the way. Yeah. yeah. Amazing, um, stunning place. So, yeah, you can swing by there on your way and then go to Toyoko and stay in a really nice classical onsen, but with a bit of a mm. like, modern twist and... I mean, it's really nice staying in an onsen that overlooks this beautiful lake and island. And then you, on top of that, you get amazing food. Is that the one where you had an infinity pool, I think you were telling yeah, me? Yeah, so it's an onsen that is essentially an infinity pool. So if you don't know what an infinity pool is, it's where the water goes over the edge. Mm. And it's, it's just, a, I've never wanted an onsen experience. Like, I, I didn't know I needed that in my life. 
And when I had it, I thought <laughs> every single onsen is going to be shit after this because the bar's a, so high now. Yeah, it's you know you're on the eighth floor of this hotel. You're overlooking the whole beautiful lake. It's freezing outside, but in this onsen, it's so warm mm. and it's so deep. And normally in onsens, you can you know if you sit down, it goes up to your shoulders. But this onsen, you could stand up in, it goes to your shoulders. And there was something really weird about that. That is, that's just a swimming pool. It was it? a swimming pool. It's there just, was an onsen. It's a hot swimming pool. Which, if you had to ask, how would you improve a swimming pool? By turning it into an onsen. <laughs> so, if you need I say more, go go well, to a finer hotel in Toyako. It's amazing. I am sold. And of course, it's also near to Hakodate as well. Which is my would be my second recommendation in the Hokkaido district. Oh, are we I adding guess. that to the list? I would add that to All the right, list. Because I, I don't really know what else tops it. If you want the freshest seafood, I, you got to go there. I mean, you probably know better places, right? Is it? No, like the, the Hokkaido is famous for its king crabs. I had yes. If you go there, highly recommend splashing out. And if you're going to splash out on any meal, get the snow crabs, the giant oh, the crabs. Snow crabs yeah. And uh, we went to a restaurant where it was right next to the ocean. So, and you know, they were like, "Oh yeah, you want to see the crab before we kill it?" And I was like, "No, not really." <laughs> But they brought they brought it out anyway. This poor waitress brought this giant crab on a plate Ugh. to us and said, "Yeah, so this is going to be a hundred dollars, but you get the whole crab and you can have it cooked in any way you want." And uh, I never I never thought much of crab, but after I had that, I really did see. Okay, crab's pretty damn good when it's it done is good, right. isn't it? when, it, when, when it's done, done well. well. Yeah, and you know just the beer in Hokkaido and the ice cream in Hokkaido. They're very famous for their dairy products. Did you get the view overlooking Hakodate? It's, it's one of the they call it one of the three scenic views, uh, nighttime scenic views of Japan. It's, there's a mountain yeah. uh, at the end yeah, of the you, peninsula. Yeah, there's a ropeway, isn't there? Yeah, there's a ropeway, and there's a peninsula that juts out, and uh, you can look over Hakodate. I sadly didn't, because I was too busy stuffing myself. With, with every, crab. With crab and every... <laughs> I, my, I, my mission when I went to Hokkaido is not to see any sights. It was purely to eat five meals a day and just experience every single dish I could. And honestly, if, if you're going to gain weight, it's going to be in Hokkaido, I think. Absolutely. Hokkaido, incredible cuisine. Did you try the uh, the ramen in Hokkaido? I know, I didn't. I didn't what? To. I know. I didn't see anything there. But the I did corn? A, what about the corn? The corn? No, I didn't. Either. Oh, I got the corn. I, love I hate corn. On oh. I hate corn. Well, you like Hokkaido a, corn. I had my first ever soup curry oh, soup in Hokkaido, curry, so- and that blew my mind. Soup curry, it's, it's just soup curry, isn't it? It's curry, well, it's it curry but soup form. Yeah, soup form. And I didn't really think it could be that much better than normal curry, but I was really blown away. There were some really places good, that really put a lot of care into it. Particularly in uh, in winter. When did you go to Hokkaido? Um, Autumn. December, I think. That's a really good time to go, so before really it gets like, silly cold. Yeah. And also, because there's no tourism right now, mm. it's been really nice. Yeah. I, I went to when the go-to travel, so... You know, it was really cheap and also had an amazing time. It was great. I really, really, I do think that if you're going to go outside of Tokyo, Hokkaido is the place to go. Absolutely. 100%. I'm, um, I'm currently planning a, a road trip of Hokkaido. Uh, I, I would love love um, to tag along. I'll just hold on to the boot with my skateboard. Just <laughs> You give me the cameraman, Carl. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last place on your hit list. Well, Chris, of course, it's got to be Sendai. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, of course not. How dare course. you? How dare you? It's like, I feel like you've just insulted my son. I, I did have the opportunity to go to Sendai's brother, though, Yamagata. Oh, Yamagata. Um, oh, was, good. That was wonderful. Got to go skiing there. And um, I think that, you know, in Europe, you get to go skiing a lot and you get to experience a, a sauna. And a sauna's great. Don't get me wrong. I'll never, mm. I'll never say no to a sauna. But there's something about being able to go to a hot spring when you're skiing. It's... It's amazing. Which so, resort was this? This was the Zhao Resort in Yamagata. Fantastic. Yes, this is probably the best ski resort in Tohoku. Like it's, uh, right, right. it's always win awards for like being. 
it's one of ones for two things number one the best place to enjoy hot springs in Japan while skiing yeah and number two the best place to experience a Japanese ski resort without foreigners because nobody everyone goes to like Hakuba really? everyone goes to Hakuba everyone goes to Niseko in Hokkaido I, I do remember when I ordered did you see any foreigners no I didn't see any <laughs> I remember I ordered food and the woman you could tell she was completely dumbfounded that there was a foreigner there, especially during the COVID times. She couldn't believe it. She, the absolute shock on her face. But it was amazing. And there's a, there was a hotel as well that you could stay on the, on the mountain. You could ski right into right. the onset, which, I mean, where else can you do that? The hot springs there are quite sulfuric. Yes. Yes, they smelled an awful lot. <laughs> I forgot to warn anyone. Did you go in the, <laughs> the acid? <laughs> there's like the, so the hot springs are quite acidic, right? Because of the sulfur. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you experience that? Yeah, and I thought, oh, yeah, it's not too bad. And then two hours later, I look at my feet, and they're bright red. Oh. And I had the pH of 1.9, I think, which I think the scale only goes up to 1, <laughs> which is quite concerning. I remember when I went there, you come out. I mean, I, I remember sitting inside it, and my body was, my skin was tingling. And I thought, that can't be good. It's either extremely hot, or it's one of those baths where they pour, they, some baths you can get um, denkiburo. They have electricity running through the hot spring. Do they really? My, like that a feels very, like cheating. <laughs> a, small, a very small electric current. That does feel like cheating, uh, but also very dangerous. dangerous. Yeah. Well, it sort of like knocks the button and just like puts a lot more electricity in. Um, <laughs> Let's turn it up to 20 amps. It's, it's rather concerning. But uh, no, it's like because it's acidic, it kind of eats away at your top layer of skin, so it's supposed to be good for your skin. Kill I, I do remember that when I got out, I wanted to wash myself off a bit because obviously I just had acid all over me. I didn't want to take that to the sheets, but... I remember I like tried to rub the body soap on my hand and my hands were so dry because my skin has been absorbing all the acid that it was really weird. Never had a sensation like it. Acid bath. If you want an acid bath, ladies and gentlemen, go to Yamagata Zao Ski Resort. So we've got uh, Nakano in Tokyo, Izu just outside Tokyo, Hiroshima, uh, Toyako in uh, Hokkaido, Hakodate in Hokkaido and Zao in Yamagata. Fantastic list. Mm. Quite a... A pretty varied list there. I'm impressed. I, I wish that I had been able to experience Okinawa more, like the southern part. Like Kyushu. Have you been to Okinawa? No, I really want to. Kyushu's really on my list as well because I really want to go and experience the epic ramen that everyone talks about. Um, I also really want to go to really just explore Osaka more as well because because I think it is a tourist spot that I ended up kind of avoiding it. But I really have heard really good things. So I really want to go. Absolutely. Well, fantastic list, Connor. And uh, yeah, I, I can recommend all of them. I think I've been to all of them. I have. I have. A, a, oh, apart just, from the just Infinity flex pool. on me, Chris. I've been to all of them, but I haven't experienced the Infinity Pool uh, in. Uh, I'll send you a link. Tokyo. That's what I want to do. Uh, and now we turn our attention to your experiences in Japan compared to the UK. So, what, in your opinion, what does the UK do better than Japan? Without without doubt, I can answer this extremely confidently. A good packet of crisps. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I, I've i craved a pack of Walkers or McCoys so much. And to the foreign listeners, you probably won't know what they are, but I, I, we are obsessed with crisps in the UK. Correct. I think we have a problem. <laughs> like We've got brands, if, you, if for those of you, many of our British listeners won't know, but we've got all sorts of weird brands of crisps. We've got Watsits, like cheesy, kind of like Cheetos. We've got Quavers, which yeah. are like cheese flavoured pombears pombears it's all Monster sorts of weird brands Monster Munch pickled onion <laughs> radioactive sounding crisps Space Raiders it's a, it's a wild bunch of crisps we love our crisps I think that in Japan although I do love the pizza potato brand they're pretty good I do feel like my arteries get clogged far too much eating those so 
I, yeah, I do think I do miss crisps. And also, I think pubs are better. Pubs are much better in the UK, I think. I, I will say. So a British pub is better than a Japanese as a kind. <sighs> it feels bad saying that because I live here, but yeah, I think so. I would say yes, but for some interesting reasons. For, for example, British pubs open at like 11 a.m. And I like going in for like a lunch, having no. a beer. What? And that early on? I can't do that. How day. It's great. You're, you're, pro- you're too British for me. I can't go to the... It's cracking. I can't go before 1 p.m. That's a sin. Go in for lunch, have a drink. And just sit around by the fireplace. To be fair, having a full English sometimes at a pub is really yeah, nice. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's really But, nice. like, uh, there's other factors, like British pubs, the buildings themselves have been around for hundreds of years. Oh, yeah. And, like, the pubs I used to go to in Canterbury were, like, 400 years old. Uh, yes. Isakai's often relatively modern, um, or, yeah. or dating back the last 50 years. I, uh, but they don't open until 5pm, and for me, that's a real problem. Right? You, <laughs> especially on a weekend. You need, you're, you're outside shaking the bars, well, like, give me my beer <laughs> and my full English. <laughs> but, like, you know, like, on a weekend, you think, oh, quite fun to uh, just relax, have a chill weekend. Yeah, we go go to your mate. Or yeah, yeah. You can't really do that in Japan. No, it does feel like you're, you're barred from celebrating until 5, which I can kind of get behind, but I can also understand sometimes why it'd be a bit frustrating. You want to meet up with your mate early and... You know, maybe watch the football. If yeah, you're into yeah. that, Chris, which I'm not. There but. are a few British style pubs in Tokyo, like Hobgoblin, and they do open at like I think they do open at midday. There's one. You have told me about this, but I've never heard of Hobgoblin. Get down there, Hobgoblin. Okay. If you're in Tokyo, ladies and gentlemen, you want a British, authentic British pub. <laughs> oh, they do God. fish and chips in Sunday race, and they're really quite good. What's pretty depressing is where you play darts, and right, then they, they, they have hand, those as well. They hand you the plastic darts. And it's just not it's not quite darts unless there's the risk of being able to kill someone in the near vicinity to me I don't know I don't, I don't know it doesn't feel right but also the the thing that really I think oh I don't know really affected me the most is that the architecture in the UK which I never appreciated at all I think you, you must you have mentioned that. this yeah I'm with you on that one yeah. I really does like I didn't realise how much character the UK has until you leave it and then you come Absolutely. back and you're like Wow, our buildings are quite nice to look at. It took me <laughs> it took me two and a half years living in Japan before I returned to the UK, and that was when I was like, "Oh crap!" Brit, you really appreciate yeah. the sort of the old pubs, the brick architecture. There's only so much cyberpunk you can take until you're like, <laughs> "This is just kind of ugly at times." And you I know, think there, there's, there's, there's a lot. real chaos, isn't there, to, to Japanese architecture? Which is amazing when you come here from a small town or you come here from the UK because it's just nothing like it. But I think after a while, you do kind of miss the kind of really beautiful kind of architecture especially in London like central mm. London the buildings you get are in, just insane and L- Wales has some really nice towns with really beautiful houses and you know it, I feel like it reflects on the people almost it's uh, everyone's a community and everyone's kind of feels a bit closer together and in Japan everyone's kind of you know it's a bit of a free-for-all and I feel like the buildings kind of mirror that well I mean the karaoke booth Connor and I are sitting in now ladies and gentlemen is like it's a really plasticky building in the middle of Sendai sandwiched between some other yeah. rough-looking buildings, and it's it's not a nice sight, to be honest, is it? No, and, you know, they're often... It's like an uncanniness of kind of trying to look good, but they end up looking like a porn studio, I think, half <laughs> the time. They don't they don't quite look as nice as I think they intended, so they end up looking a bit, bit drab. So what does the UK do better than Japan? It does architecture, crisps, and pubs better. Which, what more do you need? That's, <laughs> that, that's the trifecta of good life, I think. Absolutely. But what does Japan do better than the UK? Everything else. <laughs> Everything else. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, without doubt, food. You know, the biggest thing I've noticed is that when you go to a restaurant in the UK, it's a coin flip on whether you're going to have a good time or a bad time. In Japan, 
it's more like 95% of the time you'll leave feeling very happy, feeling mm. that you paid something that's worth it. It's very rare if I've been to a restaurant in Japan where I ended up regretting that I spent money. Um, I'll agree with that. I'll, I'll completely yeah, agree with you yeah. on that one. And, and there's something about that that I just couldn't appreciate until I moved here and just knowing that no matter when I eat out, I'm probably going to be happy. Because a lot of the time in the UK, I think people are really stingy about the price because most of the time you end up eating a really bad Chinese. Or well, really I think in the UK, we're very conscious of value and price, whereas in Japan, yes. they're much more conscious of quality and making sure things are reliable and they work and they taste good. I agree with that. Uh, and that's reflected in Japanese restaurants. Like Japanese restaurants that don't have a good review above like 3.5 on Google, they don't last long. That's They're true. They're gone. People won't go back again. Uh, we're much more carefree in the UK, I think. Yeah, there'll be restaurants that are openly known to be terrible. Yeah. But because they'll give you the right amount of food for a cheap price, people will still go. <laughs> people don't care about quality half the time in the UK, which okay. is fair enough. Because I mean, spoons breakfast. I, I don't. Don't you talk ill of my <laughs> my favourite breakfast in the UK? Okay, no. I mean, you know, it, we are very, very conscious of value for money in like mm. every aspect of British life. And we won't it, talk about how good the sausages were. We'll talk about wow, it's only two pounds ninety nine. That's that true. Actually, this is all you say. It, but, yeah. You know, it won't be how good the pasties were. It's how they were two for one in Greece. Exactly. So, it's what a, does that tell you about British culture? <laughs> I mean, that's probably why everyone mocks our food, right? Which you know, when you go to any other country, you're like, all right, fair enough. Thank you. We, we, did it. we kind of did have that coming. What about other things Japan does better than the UK? Food. Uh, I think, food I think entertainment at night. Entertainment at night. Right. I think in the UK, if you don't drink, what, what can you do? We have nightclubs with bars and pubs, but yeah, I guess It's so. a bit unfortunate because I think here you can kind of, if you do want to go darts or you do want to go and play pool, you know, there's a place specifically for that. And there's plenty of other stuff you can do. Like, everything's open late. I feel like... Yeah, you're right there. You have like, a lot more choices on what you want to do. It, it, nightlife, as I said earlier, like, is a car is open at 5pm, yeah. but they'll often be open to like, 4am. It's ridiculous. You know, you can, you can go out for a really long, big fucking night out in Japan. <laughs> yeah, as they often do after work, which is, is crazy to me. And you can end up in a host bar. Like, yeah. where Connor worked. For those of you that missed uh, the last episode, Connor... Uh, told his story of how he worked in a host club. It was great. It was great. You know, if you do, uh, if you're an entertainer here, uh, if yeah. you might be a YouTuber, you, you can actually work in a host club legally, really? legally on a visa. You got so, guys. Once I get fluent in Japanese, I'll find a place. <laughs> Your YouTube career fizzles out. Yeah, well, time to go to Kibuki. They, they, they make more money than I, I ever could, unfortunately. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stresses. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realize that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. This week at Sukarnov. Over at Self Care Club, Wellness Road Tested, Lauren and Nicole discussed intuitive eating and rebelling against diet culture. Actually, I'm really proud of myself that I did that because it was hard and it was bloody brave to actually stand up and say, you know what? I choose my life. I choose to have quality of life. I choose to be two dress sizes bigger and much fucking happier for it. For even more great content, there's also a brand new episode of Between the Lines with Melissa Reddy, who sat down with Borussia Mönchengladbach's assistant manager, René Marich. He talked through his journey from a football blogger to coaching one of the most exciting football teams in Europe. You always focus on the next game and you focus on every opponent, no matter which competition and uh, the level of the opposition. You always focus on each opposition the same in terms of investment of time and resources. All that and a whole lot more at Sukarnov. Yeah, I remember we talked about... uh... A guy called Rolly Rolo or something? No, Roland. 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 Right? Roland, yeah. Roland. And Roland makes about what seventy thousand pounds a month or a hundred thousand pounds a month or something. Some of the, I, have, I think that's a night actually. Some of them made ten thousand dollars a night. I'm going to cry. Some of them told me they looked me in the eye <laughs> and told me they made ten thousand dollars a night, and I my heart sank. I thought, that what, is when you knew it's time to switch careers. That's when I knew right. Better crack out these Japanese lessons. They get on it, <laughs> <laughs> you know. but. Man, what, what were we talking about before that? I totally forgot. So, food in Japan is better. Nightlife in Japan, in Japan is better. Is better. Anything else than the UK? Oh, man. <laughs> on, on a whim, it's kind of hard when you're put on the spot to think about things, but, oh my gosh. But what more do you need, almost, <laughs> you know? I, I don't know. I think there's a, a, a... The level of safety that you come to expect. Right. I really think that I would struggle to go back to the UK and get used to it again. Like, you can just leave your headphones on the dashboard here in the car and just go into the store. I feel like you can't really do that in the mm. UK. You feel a bit worried. I feel like you can just you don't really have to worry as much. I remember the first time I, I went to a Starbucks here 
And I went to the toilet and my friend was like, oh no, you can just, you can just, you know, we're, we both go to the toilet and they were, I don't know, at the same time. <laughs> Questions raised. <yeah. laughs> Why didn't you just go one at a time? No, like, what it was, is I went to the toilet, they went to order. Right. And I was really like, I was like, no, no, no. My, I can't my, leave my, yeah, my, my, my stuff's here, my coat's here, my, my laptop's here. I'm like, no, no, it's all right. Bear in mind, it was like three floors down because it was mm. that, it was the uh, really big Starbucks with the like experience one. Oh, and so it's okay. huge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was really scared to leave my, bags and stuff but yeah, they're yeah, like yeah. no no I'll be fine even though there's like hundreds of people around us and lord behold none of my stuff was <laughs> stolen which lord to, behold which to me is a, a miracle you know upon itself yeah, yeah, like, yeah. How, like that's that's crazy no other country in the world can you do that no I remember doing that at Starbucks in Hiroshima the first time I was there I had to edit it's a video very quickly uh, and I went to the bathroom after a big coffee and then I came back it was there it was magic leave it's quite a big leap of faith the first time you leave your laptop and things and your phone like, on the table. I think you could leave, honestly, like 100%, not joking, I think you could order a coffee, sit down, put your all of your like belongings on the table, come back three hours later and no one will have touched it. Absolutely. It's wild. I remember I heard a story about how at a convention in Tokyo, someone left a pile of money, like a, hundred, a couple of hundred yen on a table. Yeah. And for some reason throughout the convention, the money just piled up. To the point there was like $200 in cash on the table. What? It's like the, the reverse, isn't it? Rather than people steal things, people wanted to contribute to the magical pile of money. Yeah, I've, I've had a lot of friends who have lost, you know, like credit cards or debit cards and always got them back. It's really weird. It's very reassuring. You, you, you do feel like that lost and found is a, often a lot, just th- a lost cause, the desperation <laughs> move in the UK or America. I think if there was one aspect of Japanese culture I could copy and paste to the UK, it would be that trust in... Oh, 100%, society, 100%. right? I think it's a real shame that more of the world isn't like that, uh, and that's something Japan really has going for it more than anything. That sense of security. Yeah, you'd, you'd think a, a place like Tokyo, given the population, would just be a free for all and everyone for themselves. Which, in some aspects of Japanese life, it is. But for some reason, there is that that just widely accepted mm. just behaviour that is. I will never. If money's found on the floor, I'll be honest. In the UK, I'd probably taken it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but in Japan. No, always give it into the police because I'm not going to walk to the police for a five pound note. That's <laughs> would you, Chris? Definitely, I'm a man of no. Honor. You fucking, I'm a man you, of no. Honor. You would not I'm, at of all. I would. If I found like two five quid on the floor, yeah, go on. I'm, that's Jesus. my that's that's my Greg's for the day. You're, <laughs> you're a disgrace <laughs> to the British people. I am. What can I say? <laughs> so, what is one experience that you think uh, everyone coming to Japan should have? It could be anything. We're, we're, there's, there's a lot of experiences you can have in Japan, but is there one that stands out above all others? just like the basic experiences I think you have to go to an onsen I think you have to there's something about being naked around a hundred other people just bathing that's really surreal but (laughs) you just gotta do it I think it's really fun you get used to it very quickly don't you yeah 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 and when you bring your friends over and they make a big deal about being naked you totally forget like oh yeah we are all naked around each other It's (laughs) it's interesting I think Joey had that as his one aspect of the culture as well I could be wrong Really? But what does that say about you and Joey? Well, we just love going We love, on we love just holding hands in the end. <laughs> well, like, <laughs> I do agree, especially now in winter. It's absolutely amazing just diving into an outdoor hot spring in the yeah. snow and I, relaxing. And it's something that is quite uniquely Japanese. Uh, of course, other places like Iceland have it as well. But yeah. uh, in the UK, I think, again, contrasting it to the UK, maybe North America as well, yeah. something we don't really we don't really have an equivalent yeah. to. And eating out alone, just I, I think that one <laughs> one piece of like I just tell people you know they try and come to Japan on the budget you know they don't want to eat out much I'm like well you know you can eat you can eat at a kombini but I really feel like 
the the magic of Japan is in the food. And well, if you you're going to say Yoshinoya. No, no. Well, I mean, Matsuya, Matsuya, Matsuya uh, Chris. Come on, Matsuya. No, if you come to Japan and you don't eat out of restaurants, I feel like you've had half a Japan trip. Right. I think the, agreed, the agreed. best parts of Japan, don't come here unless you're ready to spend, you know, I know it is, it's a, it's a lot because, you know, the flights and the hotel to get here are an awful lot, but if you really do want the best parts of Japan, don't, don't buy anime figures. As much as I'm an anime fan and I fucking love this <laughs> stuff, please just buy the food. The food is the best part. I, I agree with that. I, I get sad when we have uh, listeners saying they're going to an Airbnb and they're going to cook all their own food. No, no, Don't do that. Like, no, no. Save up an extra bit of money. You have no idea what you're doing Postpone with Postpone your trip a few months if you have to, but come yeah. and eat the food because yeah. Japan is very much defined by its amazing yeah. cuisine. Even if it's just, you know, if it is the fast food chains, you'll still get some of the best stuff and even just the ramen places, right? You'll never pay more than 1,200 yen for a mm, ramen, mm, right? Mm. And no matter how how many Michelin stars it has for the ramen. Yeah, I mean, you can Ra- get Michelin star ramen for 800 yen, I think, in Tokyo. Right, right, right. So, they do, all they do is have a really nice bowl of ramen and they sprinkle some truffles on. Well, fantastic. Bang, oh, 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 there you go, Michelin. Michelin is quivering. Back out <laughs> I, the truffles. I do think there is enough, you know, if there's plenty of food out there that is inexpensive that you can eat out every single night. Because mm. fresh food here is quite expensive. The, ve- mm, the vegetables. So just, just go eat out. 100%. A lot of people do eat out for that reason that uh, everyday groceries are more expensive in Japan. Certainly compared to the UK where we can get yeah. groceries three for two, three for one. Yeah, if, if you want to live on pasta, of course, this is no exception. <laughs> you can live off pasta. But if you want to make a ramen, guarantee it'll be cheaper to, to buy the ramen from the restaurant than to try and make it yourself with the ingredients. Well, that's the thing. People here wouldn't try to do that. No, they'd never do it. Because yeah. ramen takes a lot of years to perfect and get yeah, the right recipe. Yeah. And sushi takes years of preparation to get the rice right and to prepare yeah. the fish. And There's a level of expertise, even in the most basic Japanese dishes, yeah. that it's, it's uh, it's hard to, to come yourself, by in the yeah. UK, where you know you could open a restaurant in Wales tomorrow afternoon, Connor's Emporium of sh- shitty food. <laughs> shitty <laughs> food. It'd be like a jacket potato and a pile of lettuce. Or beans on toast, with cheese if you're lucky. But like it, that wouldn't work in Japan. You'd need no, like 10 no. years of experience peeling the potatoes perfectly. Yeah, when people talk about restaurants here, they often talk about the chefs and their experience to me. Yeah, They'll be yeah. like, oh, he studied in Italy for 10 years. And I'm like, I, I, I wouldn't know. I, <laughs> <laughs> would, you know. It's just not the stuff that I normally really concern myself with. And I yeah. think that's good. You, they value the professionalism and the time yeah, that's gone yeah. into to honing those skills and that craft. I, I would gladly rather stay in a capsule hotel for you know a week than a nice hotel and, and cook myself like just <laughs> again it's it's all about the food and fair m- point more often than not when you're in japan you'll be doing something for the nightlife anyway so who needs sleep spot on spot on that's what i'm saying so, matsuya is life there you go what's one experience everyone coming to japan should have the food and eating out and trying all the cuisine what's one thing everyone coming to japan should avoid doing though one experience oh man that's a that's a tough question it's gotta be one one thing I wonder what yours is now. <laughs> Going to the shrine in uh, Asakusa? Is that it? Well, more an experience, not a sightseeing. Well, the shrine at Asakusa is nice at night. During the day, it's too First crowded. time I went there, I thought, like, what on earth is this? I cannot move. The Sensoji Temple. Yeah, it was awful. I, it, I, I couldn't, day, I couldn't it's appreciate it. It's a touristy mess. At yeah. night, it's very nice, though. It's very quiet. One thing in a van. Uh, in a van. Like a, <laughs> thing an experience, can... a thing. Oh, wow. I don't know. Wait, what, what, what was yours, out of curiosity? I can't remember. What do you mean? What would don't you... put me on the spot. You're the one on what the spot. What was Joey's? What was Joey's? Uh, I can't remember. You're fucking useless. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to think of experience. Hmm. One thing people coming to Japan should avoid doing. It can be a place, can be a food, 
can be, uh, you know, aspects of the culture. I think the robot cafe is a bit of a rip-off. Well, I don't think it exists anymore, so I don't think that's an issue. Does it not? Because of COVID, the oh. robot restaurant has... Because COVID, the robot restaurant's audience were 99% to 100% yeah, because foreign. anyone who lives here would be like, why the fuck would I want to go there? <laughs> Uh, experience though I honestly can't think of any off the top of my head like what experiences are inherently bad in Japan well have you ever done thing- anything and thought oh, I wish I hadn't done that in Japan no not really oh what, 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 are, what are some common answers to that question I'm curious I don't actually. know mate I can't give you I, can't give you- I actually have no idea because I, I don't think I've done a single thing in Japan that I was like I wish I never did that not a museum not a district maybe I thought that when I went to Kawagoi that Everyone said that that was really cool and it's all What's old that? style. So Kawagoi is the end of the Saikyo line in, to- in Saitama. Right. And everyone was telling me, oh, it's really nice. It's all classical Japan. You know, like it's got, oh, they all look really old, all the buildings. And I was expecting something a bit more. And it was basically a row of streets that are really traditional. Right. And it was a bit underwhelming. Underwhelming. Kawa- quite Kawagoi. F- Kawagoi. And it's quite far to travel there. And the shops are really expensive. Because uh, obviously they're in the really old district. It's, it was, you know, it wasn't that great. Mm, mm, mm. I feel bad because I mean, it's, it's nice, but it's not something where you'd trek all the way up there. I think, I think my answer was Disneyland. Oh fuck yeah! No, Disneyland's awful, <laughs> awful. I hate Disneyland, but I hate Disneyland anywhere. Though. Right, that's just Paris, Paris, California, Florida. It's all awful. It sounds largely positive though. It sounds largely like uh, don't have a KFC Christmas. How dare you? I would never. How dare you? I I couldn't ever do that. Get I, out. I would rather just eat. What did you eat for Christmas this year? Because obviously you couldn't return to the UK. I had hot pot. Hot pot? Yeah, hot, hot pot. pot. So I think that hot pot is the perfect Christmas meal because right. everyone can join in. Everyone can kind of. Better than KFC. Japan KFC is not that great. It's not, is it? I feel like you lie to your viewers, Chris. No. You, I d- you make it out like it's no, semi acceptable, which I, I don't not. agree I, with. I pointed out that KFC in Japan is pretty bad, but did you when, it, when it comes to Christmas. It's a still an enjoyable thing to get in the spirit. <laughs> no, <laughs> get in the spirit of what? Giving Colonel Sanders money? <laughs> what? Colonel Sanders is dead, Connor. He's yeah, dead. no kidding, no kidding. It's, it's Probably because he's been eating too much KFC. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On a final note, what's one of your best memories from your time living in Japan so far? It can be an achievement, a place, a moment where you thought, "Yes, this is it." Uh, your favorite kind of most powerful best memory from Japan the last. Kind of for 16 months you've lived here. That's tough, that is. Oh my gosh. I do think getting to film some crazy stuff is just really fun. We right. did do a drifting special on the Trash Taste channel. Yes, I was there. Yeah, you were there. You actually, oh yeah, you helped us. Yeah, you did. I can't barely remember you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Trash Taste, Connor, uh, Garn and Joey, they did the drifting in Ebisu Circuit, yeah. Fukushima, which I went to with Ryotaro about a year beforehand and it's a really quite a, an amazing place a huge racetrack where yeah. folks obsess over drifting and something uh, about just going around the corner really quickly yeah like, as I like to accept, well, dumb he, it down see in Chris's video he, he didn't get to drift so we were like we, we got, we got a one up Chris we got to drift so we actually learned how to drift but you know we weren't very good at it um, no. but there is something like that I'll probably, I'll, I'll probably never forget that, vi- that video and that trip and I'm glad that I have a video because I can look back on it and be like oh that was so much fun it was a lot of fun but like- just getting to mess around with Chris and my friends <laughs> getting to mess around with Chris and my friends <laughs> my friends I'm and I'm not Chris. even in the friendship category. <laughs> I'm kidding what a disgrace. just getting to mess around in some cars with your friends is, I mean what more can you ask for really and then just go back to your Ryokan 
go to the onsen, have some good food. Like, I mean, I, I wouldn't trade that for the world. That that was really mm. something I think I'll, I'll always remember, no matter what. It was a good episode. What's that episode called for our listeners that uh, haven't uh, seen it? It's The Drift Special Trash Taste. Drift Special Trash Taste. It came out like three months ago, I think, right? God, yeah, it did. It was an undertaking, to be sure. <laughs> Jesus. And uh, you can check that out. I was the drone pilot. I got all the drone footage. I won't lie, you're the best go- goddamn drone pilot I've met in Japan. The best goddamn drone pilot in the whole galaxy. Yeah, I don't know about that. Definitely am. Fantastic. Well, thank you for joining us, Connor. Hope you've enjoyed being on yeah. the Aboriginal Japan podcast. This was really, karaoke really, really sketchy, but really fun. Sketchy, but fun. You know, I might lose an organ, but I'm on a podcast, so what's, what's good about that? Exactly. <laughs> it is so surreal. We're sitting in a this karaoke. This is so bizarre. Like, I... I, I, I wish this was the a video. The Trash Taste podcast is done in a very slick studio in, like, Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got this. I, I got wish me in a karaoke room. I wish we had a cameraman here just oh. to encapsulate how weird this is, because we're, we're basically kissing this microphone, trying to get as close to the microphone as possible to not get as much of the noise and terrible singing from the other room. The next time you come on the podcast, I can assure you we will have... Oh, we better be in a studio. We'll be in my apartment at the very least. Yeah. It right. won't be a sketchy karaoke booth. I want a better microphone as well, Chris. All right, all right. <laughs> but uh, hopefully Connor and I will get the chance to do something. Yeah, of course. I hope so as well. It'd be cool to do uh, two Brits doing something in Japan. We're both miserable, I swear. We're both uh, very cynical Brits, so I think it'd be a good uh, good video. Despicable individuals. <laughs> but you can check out Connor at CDogVA. When you say it like that, it sounds like a slur. Why do you say it like that? Get, get a better channel name then. No, no, I can't. Connor in Japan. Oh, Make it happen. No. <laughs> check, so, check Connor out or check out uh, Trash Taste as please well. Please do, please do. Uh, much better than Sea Dog VA. It's been a pleasure, Chris. Thank you, it's been great. But uh, thanks for joining, Connor. Uh, keep the stories, questions, comments coming into a Born Japan podcast at gmail.com. Well, we, we can't uh, uh, read out any questions this week because Connor and I have to vacate the. Uh, it's karaoke booth. We will be getting a call any second, I'm sure. That We're going to get thrown out. out. We've, we've been here a long time. We've got to get thrown out. But for now, guys, uh, we'll be returning to our normal schedule, uh, our normal uh, lineup with Pete Donaldson and not in a karaoke booth next Wednesday. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, enjoy yourselves, guys. Enjoy the rest of the week. And we'll see you on Wednesday to do it all over again on the Abroad Japan podcast. Bye for now. Thank you. was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers stay clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy Paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started 
today. Save 